is for loyalty. Being loyal or faithful or committed to your spouse is absolutely essential for growth or for trust. If you want your relationship to survive and grow, then loyalty is an absolute must. Adultery is so extremely damaging to a marriage that God gives in his word divorce as an option for that reason alone. There is no other reason that God permits divorce except for adultery because of how damaging it can be. For this one, I really want to look to the word because we all have opinions with regards to adultery and cheating. Um, you know, you'll hear people saying all men are cheaters. Um, women who cheat are the lowest of the low. I mean, everybody has an opinion and everyone has an opinion until it happens to them. And then their opinion is heightened or they feel like, well, there's an excuse. There's a reason I felt neglected. I didn't mean for it to happen. I wasn't looking for it. There are so many explanations, reasons, opinions and views on this, which is why I want to turn to the word of the Lord, because otherwise it will just be opinions and everybody's experience and hurt tends to form their opinions of adultery. So let's look at the word for what the word says, because I want to keep this. Um, I don't want to go off on a tangent on this one, because adultery is something for me in my past as a child. Um, I witnessed so much of it that I grew up feeling like that is what happens not that I didn't accept that that was what happens. I, I took the view that that is what happens. And that was that was what was going to happen to me because that's what happened in my family. And so I grew up with an opinion that I would get married and then I would get divorced because my husband would cheat on me and I would raise my children and do life alone. And that became my, my model for life until I came to the Lord and I understood there was a new way and that marriage is possible without adultery and marriage is possible without divorce. And so let's look at what the word has to say on this. And I, I mean, I shared that with you because I want you to understand that I also have, this is why I don't want to just give a view and opinion because I have strong views around adultery and I'm, I'm trying to not, not, not let it come through. <laughs> I probably already have, um, but I'm trying not to let it come through on this um, podcast because um, I don't want to warp anyone's mind. I, I, I've In all of these episodes, I want you to make up your own mind, but my guidance comes from the word of the Lord. So let's go there. In Proverbs 6 verse 32, it says, A man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys himself. Now, first of all, often the Bible say a man, a man, a man. But it can of, of, often mean a man and a woman. It just doesn't break it down into both. But in most cases, we're talking about human beings here. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely do not want to be pointing a finger at men here in this section, not at all, because both genders, both sexes are very, very, very susceptible to this. And so I don't want to make it all about the men. So that's my disclaimer, men. I'm not picking on you. 
In the message version of Proverbs 6, you know the message version breaks things down and expands on things and speaks in a language that's far more direct. So I'm going to read from there and let's let's break this down, shall we? It says, adultery is a brainless act, soul-destroying, self-destructive, even a bloody nose, a black eye and a reputation ruined for good. For jealousy detonates rage in a cheated husband. Wild for revenge, he won't make allowances. Nothing you say or pay will make it all right. Neither bribes nor reason will satisfy him. Again, in the NLT version, it says a man who commits adultery is an utter fool for he destroys himself. Two things I want to focus upon is the NLT version says it destroys himself. My understanding of that scripture means that not only does it destroy the other person when they discover what has happened, because they will. More likely than not, it will come out. And it comes out because it destroys the individual who has done it, who has to live with that, that deep, dark secret, that disgust of self. The shame that comes with knowing that you have caused destruction in your family or in your relationship. Not to mention what it does to you as an individual. Because whether that, um, let's call it an affair or the incident is a one-off, you know, a drunken moment. Let's not talk about when the Bible says do not um, be drunken with wine. Is one of the reasons why, because you lose control of your, your senses. You don't make decisions um, that you would if you were not drunk. But we won't dwell on that for this section. Um, you lose control of your senses. So you are now doing something that you had never, ever planned to do. Nobody gets married and says, I'm going to have an affair, though. And I'm going to destroy myself and my family for a moment with another person. Nobody goes in making that decision. Nobody wants to do that. Circumstances arise where it it creeps in and it happens. But it is so self-destructive. The scripture says he destroys or she destroys himself or herself. Because imagine laying down at night next to your spouse, knowing what's happened, knowing that no matter how you explain this, Because you will have to one day, no matter how you explain it, there is no accept, there is no way anybody's going to say, okay, that's okay. Even the most forgiving and understanding spouse who may be able to, to, to get beyond the act will have a seed sown, a seed of doubt, a seed of betrayal sown in their mind of what their spouse has done. Even if they feel somewhat responsible, which I truly believe that nobody should but there are some people who feel that well if I had been more attentive or I knew that he needed more attention in that area and I didn't give it to him so he went to another woman she went to another man even if you try to explain it away that way it doesn't then just disappear 
It's still something that you need to live with on a daily basis. The fear of being discovered and found out. The fear of being tempted again. If it's something that's ongoing, some people have affairs for years. Living that double life, apart from being exhausting, the fear of someone discovering what's happening is so much to bear. It will destroy you. It will destroy you. Now, as the message breaks it down, it says it detonates a rage. A rage that on externally, even if you want to get beyond this thing and you want to forgive or you want to um, extend, you know, uh, you know, start again, begin again, restore what you had before. There is a rage inside for yourself and for the person. That just doesn't seem to be able to disappear, doesn't seem to be able to go. It says nothing you say or pay will make it all right. Nothing will satisfy the person. Quite often people talk about affairs and they say it's different for a man than it is for a woman. I agree. I do agree with that phrase, that section, you know, it's different for a man and woman because sex is different for a man and a woman. Men can often, not all men, again, I'm not going to tie everyone with the same brush, but men can often detach themselves more from sex. For women, sex is very emotional, very internal. If you think, look at the way our bodies are designed by God, women are internal, emotional, incubating beings. We take things in and we nurture things. We envelop things. Without being graphic, imagine what I'm saying here. We envelop the things that are within us. And we nurture. We grow. When we grow a child, we incubate that child until it's time for the child to be born. We internalise a lot. And I don't mean internalise ideas or feelings or we're not able to speak. I mean that we a lot goes on within us. And then from within, things are birthed much like a child, things are birthed. As a man, many more things are external or on the surface or simplified or black and white. Men are very, very, very good at logical approaches to various different aspects, whether it be work, a concept, an idea, a business. Men are very strong in the area of logic. They can see black and they can see white. They can see the beginning and they can see the end. They don't always know how to make it happen. But they're brilliant at being visionaries. They're very good at bringing something to the table. They're very good at having a long-term vision of a concept or an idea. And as women, we tend to be very good with the, the nurturing the idea, birthing it, growing it, caring for it releasing it gradually if you imagine the birth of a, a, a growth of a child it's gradual there's a different thing happening at the different stages of um, the embryonic stage when the child is growing within you different things are happening and it's very the same with concepts and ideas when you think about all of that how we are made by God lovingly made by God to then allow somebody else to enter into that space in a sexual way that isn't just purely sexual. The out, outward act is sexual, <clears throat> excuse me, but the emotional element and the mental element is way beyond, far beyond 
the physical element. Which is why the scriptures, there's so many more scriptures as well that talk about this. This is why the scriptures talk about how destructive a lack of loyalty can be in any marriage. 